everybody. It's Kristen, Shalene's podcast manager. And I just want to let you know how much we, Shalene and I both, love getting messages from you. We love hearing your feedback, what your favorite episodes are, what you'd like to hear next on the show. We will sometimes sit around at the office, all of us together listening to your messages. So we'd love to hear from you. Go to www.shaleenjohnson.com and look for that little widget that says, leave me a message and maybe yours will be played next. But now I'm going to play our favorite from this week. Hi, Shalene. This is Tammy. To use your words, I'll say, I freaking love you. I used about five minutes of your podcast from failure to fabulous with my junior high students at the beginning of this new year to demonstrate to them a growth mindset versus a fixed mindset. It was the perfect connection to what I had already planned. And I just happened that morning to be listening to that podcast. I can't tell you how much you have helped me improve my personal life and how many tidbits I am able to infuse into my middle school students' minds. And on a different note, when I first was introduced to you, I listened to a podcast about relationships. And it was a really difficult time for my husband and I. And you really put to light some poignant thoughts as far as not exposing yourself to other people of the opposite sex so that you are not put in a bad position. I know I'm not saying it correctly, but your words made all the difference to both my husband and myself, period. I made him listen to that podcast. Thank you from the bottom of my heart for the difference that you've made in my life. Thank you. Thank you. And may you have a very blessed year. Hey there, welcome to this edition of the Shaleen Show, Car Smart Friday edition, recorded from the front seat of my vehicle. Thanks for tuning in. Today is going to be an interesting episode, I hope, and I haven't recorded it yet, So, but I'm assuming that this is not one for the kids. Let's just make that assumption. All right, off to the show. Welcome to The Shaleen Show. Shaleen is a New York Times bestselling author, celebrity fitness trainer, and obsessed with helping you live your dream life. So my plan is I'm going to record mine, and then I'm going to ask Brett to record his, and I'm not going to know what he's going to say, and he's not going to know what I'm going to say, and we're not going to know what the other person said until we listen to the podcast together. So I thought I would just share like my thoughts on this topic. And then I'm excited to hear what his thoughts are on this topic. I think I know, but, you know, sometimes you don't. That's probably my first tip should be that is, especially when it comes to intimacy for women, physiologically, we're different. And communication is one of the best ways to get us excited. Because it's not like about excitement. For us, it's like an emotional connection, right? And you've got to open up and have real dialogue and be present. And it's really hard to have open, authentic communication if you're not present. So I would have to say the one thing that's really important, I notice it. I don't feel emotionally, physically, sexually connected to Brett if I'm not present. 
so I have to like remind myself how important that is like I tell myself this is my job I'm making it my job because it's important to me which means I've got to make it a priority and I need to know what things to do and not to do so that we are connected and one of those is to be present especially in the evening so we work together which adds I think a whole nother layer of difficulty because we're both usually wrapped up in the same kind of topics the same problems at work we share those things by the way I just came back from the dentist so I don't know if it sounds like I'm talking weird but I hope it doesn't anyways because we you know we spend our day together and I actually love it I've said this before but we didn't always jive when we first started working together it was difficult like we couldn't figure out who was the boss how to talk to each other how to ask for things how to not correct each other how to not you know prove to the other person that you're right like we didn't have that figured out but man through hard work coaching reading listening to podcasts going to therapy we've really figured out how to do those things and I just can't think of anything that's more rewarding than having this opportunity to work with my husband I freaking love it I love it but I didn't always feel that way so if you're not loving it just know I do believe it's something you can work on and get better at so we you know are often when we come home we're both kind of like you know stressed about the same thing or we can get each other riled up I mean we are on the same page but you know like we know how you have your girlfriend that you can go okay so so and so did this and it's not even that you're gossiping it's like you just need to vent about it and no you would never want this person to hear this because you really don't even mean the things that are coming out of your mouth you love this person but you just need a minute to vent so that you don't go to prison well it is so awesome to have that person be your significant other and in the past when we didn't work together and I would vent or he would vent it's like you're not I don't know you're not as invested so I just love that we work together and you know it's kind of like what you can do as a team sometimes about your kids or your kids coach or whatever so we do that but that can get you back into work mode and then thinking about like how to solve problems and you can't be physically sexually emotionally connected if you are still at work so we literally have to shut that down and when we don't it's hard for me to be intimate you know and that's really important to a relationship y'all see I'm trying to keep PG it is really really important to your relationship to be intimate to be physical to touch to kiss to make out to find your partner sexually attractive and if you're so stressed out and that person is trying to whatever talk to you or make advances and you're completely stressed out and you're trying to solve a problem in your head what happens is you begin to feel resentment toward them in the moments that they're trying to be physical or sexual and connect with you and then you're feeling resentment and then they feel rejection and that's a recipe for disaster and that's on you and when I say you I mean it's on the person who isn't taking it seriously how important it is to turn that off turn that off you've got to be present and relaxed and remember that the person who you married the person who is your partner you you pick them for a reason and you've got to give them as much attention 
and intention as you do your job or your problems or your workout or everything else. And if you don't, you're going to head for disaster. So you've got to be present. That's my you know, first step in really maintaining that spark between the two of us is we've got to be present. And Brett is so much better at this than I am. I'm just getting better at it because it makes such a difference. Like our love life is so much more fun for both of us <laughs> since I've really learned to be way more present. It's just great. I got to tell you. I'm not going to get into the details, but it's a good time, y'all. The next thing that I would say is really important is constant compliments, but not fake compliments, like real compliments. Like, I can't think of a day that I've walked down the stairs that my husband didn't compliment something, and it's weird. It's like the real compliments, ladies. You know, sometimes you'll be like, you know what? I am having a good hair day. And you think that to yourself, right? Or you'll think, this is a cute outfit. Whatever it is, like you think that little thought, right? Well, no matter what that thought is, it's crazy. I I can walk down the stairs and Brett will go, well, that's a really cute outfit. And I think, oh my gosh, he, he means this. He didn't compliment my hair. He complimented the thing that I feel really good about. And that makes me feel beautiful. And it's really important that both of you feel attractive, you have to feel attractive. You have to feel like your partner finds you attractive in order for you to feel attractive. And that takes effort. It takes communication. It takes noticing and not just thinking it, but saying something. You know, like I, every single time I walk behind my husband, I, I don't want this to be like, you're going to be like, I really don't want you to be grossed out by this podcast and think, oh, aren't they just perfect? How nice like or gross all she's doing is talking about her husband anyways when I walk behind my husband I think to myself oh my. now you're gonna walk behind Brett and you're gonna notice this guy is like the best butt and I just love the way he walks like the way he walks if I didn't know him and I was walking behind him I'd be like wow that guy has like major major swag like he's this guy is confident I love the way he walks I love to look at him from behind so every time I behind him which is pretty much all the time because he walks faster than me I didn't say he's perfect you know in our culture the husband and wife usually walk next to each other I don't know what culture you're from sir but I would like to walk with you not behind you and but when I do walk behind him I do notice it's, it's not a bad view I compliment him on that and I don't just compliment him on physical things I compliment him on his parenting I compliment him on his growth Like, what you reward, you get more of. Remember that. What you reward, you get more of. What you punish, you get less of. So if your significant other wraps their arms around you and goes to give you a kiss on the cheek and you're in mid-thought and you respond negatively or coldly or you just don't even respond, that negative response is going to get less of you just punish that person for giving you affection. Keep that in mind. So I am very conscientious of when I have a positive thought about my husband I express it I express it in text I say it I say it in front of other people I am obviously sharing it with you know you thousands and thousands of listeners because I mean this 
I think he's brilliant at marketing. He's so good at business. He's great at coaching. He's great at strategizing. But I don't know a better parent. Like he's the best dad. And he wasn't always that way. He grew to be the best dad. You know, through therapy, a lot of therapy, there was a time when I gave him an ultimatum. You know, if we go like way back in our relationship, I just gave him an ultimatum. I'm like, you know what? I know our kid, he never hit them. He never yelled at them. Sometimes he yelled, but it was this anger we could feel bubbling under the surface. This high, high level of tension. And I could tell that the kids were starting to feel the way I was feeling back then. And I gave him an ultimatum. I said, you need to go to therapy or I'm going to make a change because I'm not going to allow my kids to be raised in this environment. And that took a lot of therapy. And he, he, you know, he was like not having it, but I knew. So people always say to me, how do you get someone to go to therapy? I don't know. I think the best way initially is to say, I've got some issues that I'm working on. I'm going to go see a therapist. And I, I really think it'd be helpful if you came to a couple of sessions with me so that you make it about yourself. Because nobody wants to be told, hey, you know what? You're messed up. You need to go to a therapist because there's so much taboo and negative connotations around therapy for a lot of people. Not my family. My family, we all fight over like, okay, who gets to go to therapy this week? Because we know it gives us the advantage, makes for a better relationship, makes for a better, every part of your life gets better when you sort through your things and not just by yourself. I'm not going to go on a tangent about therapy. You've heard me talk about it enough. All right, so... I compliment him on his, the things that he works on in terms of his growth. I compliment him when I see things that he's doing to take care of his health, like when he's hurt his back, and I compliment him on the fact that he's taking things slow, and I'm watching him stretch, and I'm just like, that is so smart. Like Most people just power through it, and they make things worse, and you're just so smart, and you really care about your body, and that means you care about me, and so lots of compliments. Other things that really help keep the passion alive for us is we flirt all the time. And sometimes that's inappropriate at work. But we do. We flirt. And I know what gets him going. <laughs> I don't know. He, you know what gets me going? Seeing him do the dishes. Acts of service. You know what gets him going? All the things you would think. Mm-hmm. And I know how to do those things on the sly. You know what I'm saying, ladies? And I do that because if you're flirting all day long, right? Like, so if, if I'm flirting with him all day long and doing like little things I know are going to get him excited, then he starts sending me text messages. And those text messages make me feel beautiful. They make me feel desired. They make me feel wanted. He'll send them to me like while I'm sitting across the table from him at work. Oh God, if my employees listen to this now, they're going to be like, oh, her phone's ringing. She just looked at Brett. What was that? But those things, those things that he says to me, that makes me feel desired and wanted. And that makes me feel attractive. And when I feel attractive, that's when you feel more in the mood to be intimate and to keep that spark alive. So flirt. Flirt when you're on your dates. Flirt throughout the day. Like if you aren't intimate with your spouse, that intimacy needs to start like all day long. Like it's those little things that make a difference. Touch. Touch is huge. You've had this happen, right? Like I know you have when someone just, you maybe have just met and they just lay their hand gently on the outside of your arm and you're and it's just like, huh, wow. You feel like a, a different kind of energy and connection from that person. Or if you've ever... Like if you've taken a yoga class and you're, you know, laying on your mat with your eyes closed and 
the instructor walks around and just kind of like lightly adjusts you. You're just like, <gasps> wow, oh my gosh, this person has magic hands. Like they can just barely touch you. It's crazy. And I think some people do have that healing power, but touch in general is very, very healing. I used to use this technique when I was a personal trainer. I can't remember the name of the woman who developed it, but she discovered through testing, you know, scientific testing where they use hook your muscles up to electrodes to figure out like what muscles are firing that, for example, if you were standing doing bicep curls and I were to come behind you as your personal trainer and just very lightly place my index and middle finger on your bicep. So imagine me wrapping my arms around you as if I'm going to hug you, but instead I just very lightly place my fingers around the very center of your biceps or just barely touching your biceps and you continue doing your bicep curls she determined I think her name was Rothenberg last name Rothenberg Sharon Rothenberg I don't know why that's coming up to me but anyways as you did the bicep curl more muscles would fire and you would get a better more effective workout every single time so same thing like if someone's doing hamstring curls on that machine where you lay down and do you know hamstring flexion hamstring curls that machine if the trainer which is what I eventually learned to do is if I just lightly placed two fingers on the belly of their hamstring I could get them to give me a better slower concentrated contraction and more muscles would fire and we would see better results and that is because human touch brings all of your attention to that area to that person so touch your partner even if it's just holding hands when you're in the car lightly touching their arm as you walk by it doesn't have to be a big deal it doesn't always have to lead to something you know what I'm saying but it really does make a huge difference and the next is you know intimacy and keeping the spark alive that happens when we feel loved and appreciated and that takes action and behavior and thoughtfulness be thoughtful with your partner understand what's going to upset them what makes them happy understand what what they need like I know what my husband needs I, I know how he likes to start his day he spends like the first hour and a half every morning studying finances looking at how we can help our money make us money so we don't have to work as hard he studies stocks he studies investments he studies what we can do in terms of our real estate and that makes him feel grounded and centered and I love that because this is a guy that used to study sports and used to study the horses because he had a gambling addiction and that's what his mornings used to look like and now he uses that same time in the morning but not to do something that's deceitful or that he had to hide or cover up. He does it to help our family. And that makes him feel grounded and centered. And when he doesn't get that, he feels off. And I feel off when my I don't have my morning routine. But like, know what your partner needs. Know what things are going to trigger them. And don't be passive aggressive. I see so many couples who are passive aggressive. They know what their partner needs. And because their partner isn't respecting what they need, then they do things to disrespect what their partner needs. Like, it needs to be more symbiotic. You know, if what you want is respect, you've got to give it. And if you're thinking to yourself, well, I do it over and over and over and over and over again, and it's never reciprocated, then have a kind conversation at the right time. 
You know, I've read a lot of books about negotiating. I've read a lot of books on parenting. I'll list a couple of them in our show notes. But more than just relationship books, I read a lot about how to get what you want. Human behavior books. Like I talked recently about one of my favorite books from 2018 is called Never Split the Difference by Chris Voss. And it's a book about negotiating. Getting what you want without the other person really even knowing that that's what you're getting. And to be honest, I use that a lot in my relationship with my kids, at work, my friends, and my partner. Because, you know, when you get what you want, a lot of times what you're doing is you're giving that other person what they want to get what you want. And that's a beautiful thing. The other thing that we do, of course, to keep the spark alive is date night. Now, when our kids were little and we were paranoid about having anybody watch them other than family, we had like one, maybe two babysitters that we trusted. And so we didn't date much. I mean, we didn't go out much, but we still dated. And you can date from home. You can date if you don't have a budget to date, but it needs to be specific. You can't say, oh, it's, you know, let's pretend it's date night and we'll just, you know, go up into our bedroom and do what married couples are supposed to do. No, like you literally have to make it a date night where, you know, you're saying, I want to cook a special dinner for you tonight and I want I want to have us a little date at home. And so I'm, I like to suggest that we do no TV. We each, you know, we have a glass of wine, an adult beverage. I'm going to make you dinner. And then... Brett would like, he always, he's so good about this. He will write me a, a card or a letter and leave me a love letter in the morning about our date. And we even did this one. We could not afford additional babysitters or we just didn't want to leave our kids with a babysitter. We did this and just really make it special. And we still do this. We still have nights where we, and we get, so we're like, woo! And we actually announce it. We're like date night and we make it special. And we try to do something, not just going to dinner and then coming home. Like we try to do something special. Like we'll go and sit down by the ocean and have a glass of wine or we will, Brett will buy me a gift sometime, which I think is so cute. Like just something little. Sometimes it's something big and I'm not comfortable getting gifts, but I love them from him because he he knows me and and I love getting gifts from him and I because I know how happy it makes him but my absolute favorite gift of all is a love letter and he plasters my mirror with post-it notes and I do the same for him and but we don't do it all the time you know just constantly keeping things fresh mixing things up and the other thing that helps us to really keep things alive is we're always trying new things together so by new things I mean new restaurants new hotels, new sports, new hobbies, new people. Like the more new we can do together, then it, it keeps our relationship fresh. We listen to new podcasts together. We, we watch new documentaries. Like we just try not to get stuck in a rut. And I think so many couples, they just do that. And they eventually, no one's talking about what they need no one's trying or one person is trying the other person is so wrapped up that they don't realize that the other partner's trying and so they don't do anything to reciprocate and then the person who is trying thinks what's the point of me trying you know and so much of this is perspective man you've got to tell yourself I am in a beautiful loving relationship that just keeps getting better because if you tell yourself I am in a horrible awful unappreciated relationship that's what you will be in 
it has to start with that. Now, I'm not trying to suggest that, you know, you should just like say everything's good when it's not. And maybe your partner is abusive. Get out. Get them help. Right? Like children should not be subjected to an environment that's hostile and detrimental to their well-being. Your home should be peaceful. Your children, I I believe your children need to see a loving, intimate relationship. I I mean, we'll see when my kids get married and if they do, but you know, I just I know for a fact that we've done everything in our power to teach them what a healthy relationship looks like, how to respect each other, how to communicate, how to openly love each other, how to share affection and adoration in front of others and your children, how to support each other, how to be your partner's biggest fan. We've taught them those things. We've taught them what respect looks like. We've talked to them about times when we were perhaps too codependent and what it means to be interdependent. We talk about those things with our kids and we they know that we've done a lot of therapy. They know that we've had tough times and we've made it through. They know that. They know about Brett's gambling addiction. They didn't know about it when it happened. But they know now, once they were old enough, we shared with them because you know what? Because because they're someday going to be in a relationship or a marriage where things are going to be horrible and they might wonder... I, I didn't want them to ever think, well, my parents' marriage was perfect, so I must have married the wrong person. We want them to know our marriage is imperfectly perfect. And we have worked on ourselves and each other, and we've worked together as a couple. But if one person is not willing to work, unwilling, and you've tried and you've tried, and you can't get them to go to therapy, and you've tried everything that you can, at a certain point, you know, You've just got to be honest with yourself and try to figure out what's going on. But I don't want you to think that it's just something that happens. Like you just find the right person. You've got to work at it. And man, it just keeps getting better and better and better. I just feel so much more connected and attracted to my husband today than I did the first year that I met him, the first 10 years that I knew him. You know, And that's because of the way he makes me feel and the way we focus on trying to make each other feel and so how do you keep the intimacy alive the same way you keep a plant alive you can't just put a plant in a corner and go it's beautiful I give it water every once in a while why is it dying you've got to care for it got to think about the environment that it's in you've got to consider how you're feeding it how you're treating it and think about it and it's constant care to keep these things alive and it's a plan I mean really planning for growth is important and it will give you great rewards well that's it for my take on how to keep intimacy and passion alive in your relationship next Friday you'll be hearing from Brett Brett has recorded his version and that will be available next Friday here on the Shaleen show I just want to say thank you I don't know if you follow me in social media but the other day I I shared this big collection of letters that I save when I do a meet and greet 
just so you know, my absolute favorite thing is when people bring me a letter. Because meet and greets are, they're like fast and people are sometimes nervous and they forget the things they wanted to tell me or they, you know, they think to themselves, oh, I don't want to burden her with my story, but I want to know your story and I want to know how I've been a part of that journey for you. So when I do a meet and greet, people bring me these letters and it's become kind of a tradition and I save them and I love them. And it also gives me the opportunity to like really be present and to sit down and read these letters. But the other thing that I read all the time is your reviews on iTunes. And so anyways, on Snapchat and Instagram the other day, I printed out some of my favorite reviews, like reviews that really touched my heart. And I printed them out and I saved those. So I want you to know how much those mean to me. I love you. I love you so much because you are the bomb.com. Thank you for spending time with me. I'll talk to you soon. This episode has been brought to you by the Smart Life Push Journal. If you're the type of individual who loves to make lists, keep yourself on task, get organized, and there just don't seem to be enough hours in the day. This is a convenient, lightweight, simple to use 30-day system. This is not just a day planner. And learn how you can get your health, fitness, life, and goals organized and develop the laser focus you need to have the life that you deserve. Check it out. Go to smartlifepushjournal.com.